Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Is that how that worked then? Was that because Lawrence Is that how that worked? It's wrestling, Tom. It's promotion. Jesus. Anybody, keep Tom away from your books. (laughs) Keep him away from your books. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. Welcome back. You're right. <laughs> I just mixed it up a little bit. It's the Gold Classic Nitro review. We're back in we're 19. Not dead. We are we're, not, we're not dead. dead. <laughs> Our deaths have been greatly exaggerated by those involved. Uh, welcome back. We're back in 1996. Who be we? Watching old episodes of World Championship Wrestling. I'd be Fake Geordie and radio presenter of that portfolio, Tom Campbell, joined by WCW Kids Sam Driver. All right. It's been about a month. Yeah, it's been a it's been it, a busy old time. It has. It's same. We've had similar things on the classic Raw review. Uh, Jackins, <laughs> who uh, is the who is the hipster of the upstairs office. Don't what, call him a hipster. Jackins is actually legitimately cool. He's a bit of a hipster. He's not. He is because he only likes things when they're not trendy anymore. Which is why he got COVID three weeks ago. No, but he's 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 first in line. So he's he's <laughs> like he's what hipsters emulate. Ah, oh, so he's, so he's like, hipster. so hipsters emulate cool people. He's a cool person. Like my mate Fine. Joe's really cool, and whatever he's into, you just get into it because whoa, everybody's into it now, yeah. and you're kind uh, of ahead of the curve. Well, so I, if you follow closely with Jackins. So, so what you one day might be cool. So what you're I've never had any is... luck myself. But... <laughs> <laughs> so just to make this clear, then, so what you're saying is like, like Jackins is leading the way in terms of things that are cool. Yeah, he's he's a cool person. So therefore, what he perceives to be trendy and hip and happening, that will be what's to come. And or is just cool and underappreciated. I say that because he... But if he you was asked off, him if he was cool, he'd probably go, nah, I'm not cool, because that's the that thing cool is. people say, yeah. The reason I asked that is because the reason he was obviously got COVID. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> either COVID's coming back in a big way, or it's massively underappreciated. Or both. Yeah. That'd be nice. Maybe not on that front, but no. we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so the Raw review is back on Monday. The Nitro review is back now, as you can hear it. How have you been? Yeah, not bad. Just very, 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 very much looking forward to getting into my flat tonight and then having to clean up ahead of my internet technician coming out because guess who hasn't had internet at home for a month? What have you done? connected to my phone i had to pay for fucking bt wi-fi because uh i was in between like my old and new place yeah for some reason my 5g my 4g my 3g all just stopped working 
um, at the old place and only in the old place, but I was still living at the old place oh. at the time. Um, my internet had been cut off by Sky, which was nice and helpful, even though I told him I wasn't moving out until later. How um, good of them. And then, what was it? Yeah, it was uh, 20 quid for five days worth of public Wi-Fi. Just, oh, oh. And, and, then, and then every time you ring up Sky, they're like, we'll, we'll send somebody out to have a look. They don't need to be in your property. They'll fix it. The problem's not in your property. The problem's always in your property, <laughs> of course. Uh, and then it was like, okay, well, we're sending somebody out tomorrow. I'm not in. I'm not fucking in. <laughs> I'm halfway down the country. <laughs> what are you talking Send about? Send someone by all yeah. means. So I've, I've had a, I've had a that plus hell and a smell, which thank you for all of the prep and loading that came with that plan. You welcome, dingus. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just just uh, Leeds Tattoo Convention or Leeds Tattoo Expo, we've just been to this weekend. So I saw uh, bits yeah. from that. That looked fun. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you get any new ink yourself? Yeah, so uh, I've got uh, a little catfish there on my on my ah, wrist. Can't really little catfish. Well. Can't really. It's 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 an awkward angle. Kind of. Kind of see it. The light is there. Tear. It's, it's there. It's underneath there, that one. Somewhere. And then uh, Steph tattooed my my thigh. Nice. And it's it's pretty meaty. It's yeah. pretty big. So I, w- I don't want to get the knob out. On the <laughs> but yeah, my. I'll kind of like it, it's sort of, Oh, hello. It's like I it, like a man that breaks his promises. Oh, if you're on the but Patreon, thank you. There it is. Very, uh, yeah, there it is. My knob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get the Patreon now. But uh yeah, no, it was it was awesome. Uh Steph had a great time working the con and yeah. Cuz she's a tattoo artist. Yeah, and she was she was working it. So she was she had a booth, she had everything there. She was with like her shop and uh yeah, it 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 was just wild getting to see tattooists just going for it like <laughs> all day uh and just people from really far, like further afield that you wouldn't usually get to see and stuff so it was yeah it was kind of like cool. the, the the great and the good of the tattoo world descending upon leads yeah except there's like different cons in every city and it depends like it's not like a set lineup like people go from con to con to con sometimes mm. people just do the occasional one by the looks of it i i'm very new to it but uh i spent a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money I shouldn't have spent, so it, it, it's, it's been a great weekend. But it's fine because you're working now; you can yeah, earn that lovely money back. Yeah, and I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I often have that mentality. Yeah. I just feel, like, and, I, and every day I feel the sleep rapidly approaching. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go back to a simpler time, though. Uh, 1996. What were you doing, January 1996? Fuck knows, Tom. I would have been in year one. You'd have been year one, wouldn't you? Yeah. Bless you. Yeah. You're living a little and I think I was where would I have been? I'm twelve. I've been playing with some fucking blocks or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. They'd wheel in a TV and we'd watch come outside and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> which, you, which you shouldn't do because you get arrested. Uh, it was it was yeah. I, I went to a Roman Catholic school. I was the only Protest, Protestant kid. They I don't they Protestant don't want you to come family. outside. Uh they uh I well I had to do mass with all of the oh. Catholic kids and they were all like, I'm going for my communion eventually. Uh, but whenever it was like, hey, Mr. Priest's got the, the bread and the wine out, I had to go up and, and cross my arms. And he would just sort of, I'd always be like last in line. And he'd always just sort of look away from me. Oh, no, <laughs> because he knew you weren't of what? the faith? Or was it, why what? did he look away I'm, from you? I'm not Roman Catholic. Is that why he looked away from you? Is no like, fucking can't. bread, no fucking wine. Just, just get out. Oh. You're not eating Jesus and drinking Jesus. <laughs> you can't oh, eat. Be gone. No, it was, uh, yeah, I was trying to think what I... I'd have been learning how to write, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. School had a pretty cool looking library. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. I forget how much younger you are than me, because I would have been 12 yeah. at this point. I would have been, what, five? So Yeah. Anyway. You're about the same age as he is. How, how old are you? 31. I've just 31. turned 31. Yeah, so yeah, so you and Alex are the same age. Ah. So there you go. It's a fun fact. She's she's grave robbing essentially, <laughs> Hang, hanging out with me. It's caring the community. She's looking after me now, which is good. Well, back in '96, a simpler time, January the eighth. We're watching every episode of Nitro week by week by week as we get weaker by weaker by weaker. And, yes, and, and, and as we do, we are discovering. Um, really, to be honest, Nitro has. Oh, feel harsh saying it. And, and it's you dog might... shit. In a thanks, I'm glad you said it. It's dog shit. I'm glad you said it was dog shit. It's dog shit. It's and the end d- of this show proves that it's dog shit. <laughs> it's dog shit. That is a it, deep it, relief. There is, there is no WCW Monday Night dog shit. Like, it, it's... it's... <laughs> I The thing is, there's so many key pieces and so many people that are going to become big players. Mm-hmm. And they're getting just throw it into the undercard, obviously, because they're still fairly new. And we're seeing some exciting wrestling start to bubble away. We're seeing some interesting ideas start to bubble away. But that's all, you know, the opening 12 12 to 20 minutes. The rest of the show is what they want you to stick around for. Mm. And fuck me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We're going to get into the show very, very shortly. I'll give you a little rundown of what's happening in the wrestling world after I'll tell you what's happening in the real world. No massive changes to the movies this week. (laughs) Number one in the UK is seven. Yeah. Number one in the US is 12 Monkeys. Yes. Grossing $11.7 million in its opening weekend. Number one song in the UK is Michael Jackson, Earth Song. Ah, <laughs> that's the one. And no surprises. Number one in the US is Mariah Carey. One sweet Mariah, day. if you could just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we're all thinking at this point. I just can't wait till we get to it. Number one in the US is Limp Biscuits Rolling Air Raid Vehicle. <laughs> this is Casey Kasem with the countdown. Mariah Carey, can you fuck off? It was. The- <laughs> <laughs> that just being said to somebody live on air to their face. <laughs> Could you imagine? From Casey Kasem yeah. as well. Uh, the day after this episode of Nitro aired, the first ever episode of Third Rock from the Sun aired. I never really watched never it. Never watched it nah. with John Lithgow. Seen I a, can't believe seen we're a few aliens. episodes. Seen a few episodes of it. Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm not really like... Uh, we watched Harry and the Hendersons. We watched like... We were weird with sitcoms. We just watched the occasional thing when it was on. But like... I'm not, I don't really have any love for that 70s show or fond memories of it. I don't have any fond memories of Third Rock from the Sun. I'm not a fan of How I Met Your Mother. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm weird with, I guess, is it, is, is, sitcomy is, is, shows. Do you, do you not like sitcomy shows? No, I do. It's it's just that I, I don't know, for whatever reason, the, the, the these just didn't, didn't really take me. I mm. think the How I Met Your Mother thing, I remember being a bit like, ah, oh, because everybody was really into it. And I was watching it. I was like, I just can't get through it like it's just not for me and it was like yeah well glad you're all enjoying it (laughs) just try and stay quiet because if you told anybody you didn't watch it they were like oh my fucking god is this this part of it isn't there that when when there's something on that everybody's into there's a there's a deep sort of there's a bit of a resentment to want to get into it not not yeah sometimes like it mainly i get like that when i don't have the time so Mm. like squid game Still not seen Squid Game. I know I'll enjoy it. I enjoy South Korean cinema, and I I, I think it looks amazing. 
I just haven't had the time. Mm. Like Obi Wan, haven't had a chance to even start it. I, I just throw anything at like anything. I've not seen it in the last couple of years because I've just been so bad at getting back to the cinema and stuff. I used to go see films like four nights a week, and like when I worked in a cinema, you just see them for free. So it was just like just go in, see and absorb as much as you can. And now it's just like, do I really want to go out or should I just put on? a film I've seen a thousand times. So I, I've started trying to buy like further reaching a field, like films and stuff as they're getting 4K remasters and trying to build my world cinema collection back up. And yeah, I'm oh, just kind of... You, you, yeah, you're working on world cinema and stuff rather than going to the... It, it's more that like, I know that I'm usually knackered and I just want to get in and, and watch mm. something at home. And it, it's like, I need to... Now I live fairly close to a cinema. It's like, right, I need to try and get some sort of card or just set aside a set night a week where I'm going to see two films. Yeah. So, like a little Sam Driver movie night. Yeah. That's nice, that. I like that as a thing. Yeah. Make that I like, a thing. I like, uh, I don't get why people find going to the cinema alone as odd. Yeah, me neither. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Like, especially if you go early morning weekend, like your half eight, nine a.m. showings, just, oh, dead. I had uh, one of the last things I saw at the cinema, I think, when I worked there was Metallica's concert movie. The entire IMAX was empty. Oh. It was just me, like 9 a.m. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> Whole place to yourself, sat in the best seat. Yeah. Whole, Which no, coincidentally, no in, in a movie theater for anybody wondering, yeah, life hack. Uh, it, it's usually in Odeon cinemas, it's the row behind the premier seats, mm -hmm. dead center, because that's where your um, sound mixer sits in the big room where they're mixing sound. So if you, it's kind of the front of the middle block, right. but it's usually the row right behind the premier seats if you're at Odeon. That makes, yeah, so, I see where you are. Yeah. Front and middle, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Write that down. You've got that forever now. Um, <laughs> this is something that you might resonate with. It's being rumored this this day in the news, that next month Sega will unveil Sega Model 3. Yes. Which is an arcade system board considered to have the most technically impressive graphics of all time. Sega's arcade boards are awesome. Mm. They are awesome. And by the time you get up to, like, everything, is it Naomi for Dreamcast and stuff? And, like, they were just leap years ahead. But it just the arcade tapered off, didn't it? Like, the arcade... I don't think I've ever been to an arcade, arcade in this country, like an actual living, breathing 90s, like... Have you not? You know, like, as a kid. I, You know, I'd, I'd see stuff, like, when we're in the shopping center, we'd go past, like, a few House of the Dead machines. Metro Center used to have... Um, you might... I don't know how long you've lived up here. Yeah, you know, I remember there's, there's an Amco The big fish arcade. and the, you know, Metro World and stuff. Oh, I don't, oh no. no. So, like, you'd, you'd come in through the usual car park, like the yellow one. You'd go up these mm. huge escalators. There were these giant fish. Ah, oh, Metroland. Right. <laughs> and there was Metroland. But as you walked through that, the entrance to Metroland, it was all just arcade machines. So that's, like, the nearest thing I've ever got to an arcade. Nice. But because it was in a shopping center, it was like, you want to play House of the Dead 4? That's a tenner. <laughs> and my dad would just be like, come on, let's go. We'll keep moving. You've got games at home. <laughs> Do you know Cheryl Cole used to operate the roller coaster at Metroland? No. Fun fact. Yeah. I think it was Cheryl Cole. Or was it um, um, Michelle Heaton from Liberty X? It could be either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering whether it was Michelle Heaton now. I was going to say, was Cheryl Cole old enough before? She might not have been. I'm sure. I'm going to have to check. I'll, have to, I'll message Michelle Heaton. <laughs> I mean, Metroland wasn't exactly the shining example of... Uh, Mm. Safety, it felt at times. <laughs> it's, that's very true, actually. What I might do, um, 
I hope, and I hope you'll, you'll permit me this flex. I will message and ask her. You're going to message and ask who? Michelle Heaton. Michelle Heaton. How are you? Tom's Random just going to message one. Michelle Heaton. Random one. Um, <sighs> did we have a conversation <laughs> about you working? <laughs> right, I'll just message. On the roller, on the... Diamond Dallas page <laughs> or something. Roland. <laughs> when you were younger. Uh, we're younger. Bear with, we'll start the podcast in a minute. Um, was talking about you only nice things and couldn't remember <laughs> that's a lie hope he said several horrible well things before we started Tom filming off of heart several we did a week of uh, <laughs> breakfast show covered together for heart in my previous right, life okay it was the most i think i think for her it was a, a showbiz low for yeah. me it was a showbiz high you <laughs> 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 had a lovely time we'll find out okay there's something there to, to keep you hooked in right new phone who dis <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit mania is running wild brother okay uh, hulk hogan terry belaya filed a lawsuit on the 4th of January against a Minneapolis woman and her attorney, charging them with extortion. 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 Terry Belaya is suing Peter Johnson and Minneapolis law firm of Johnson & Wood and Kate Kennedy, claiming that on the 24th of December, Johnson sent a letter to Belaya at his home in Clearwater, Florida, on behalf of Kennedy. The legal papers claim that the defendants attempted to extort money from Belaya by accusing him of engaging in criminal conduct and threatening him with criminal prosecution. The letter enclosed copies of Minnesota criminal statuses, which claims were uh, applicable to Belaya, describing mandatory imprisonment penalties, which they claim would be applicable upon a conviction of Belaya, as well as threatened to bring a lawsuit against Belaya worth millions of dollars. The letter expressed a willingness to settle the complaint if they would contact Johnson by Christmas Day, and the letter threatened to file a police report and seek criminal charges, as well as file the lawsuit if they didn't settle. The lawsuit claims the allegations in the letter were false and that the letter, being extortion, itself qualifies as a criminal act. So he's getting extorted for money. Is I think it's Hogan's being um, faced with truth, is what it sounds like there. <laughs> and uh, WWE <laughs> wants to uh, bury it for some strange reason. Mm, I think they want to yeah. keep that one very, very quiet. Yeah, that, that just sounds like somebody's got evidence of Hulk Hogan doing something and they're going, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your millions. Uh, Kennedy, uh, Kate Kennedy, is believed to have worked in public relations for the Hulk Hogan Pasta Mania Mall restaurant at the oh, Mall of America. God. And that Hogan, that Hogan had ownership interest in. They probably said that Pasta Mania tasted bad or something. <laughs> and Hulk's gone off on one, got Vince involved. And Vince is just like, you talking bad about my Terry. <laughs> Question, what was in the Hulk use? Yeah. <laughs> what is in them? No one will ever know. <laughs> I, we need to. Nah, sometimes it's best just... of journalism. <laughs> Shall we do a... <laughs> Start a, a podcast. <laughs> yes. What was in the Hogan use? <laughs> what was in the Hulk use, brother? A 17-part podcast from the people that brought you only murders in the building. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hogan actually acknowledged this, this whole thing on telly, because of course he did. Yeah. In an interview on WCW Saturday Night, saying he was willing to match stories with anyone, whether they be in Las Vegas in reference to Clash of Champions, more in a minute, New York, in reference to skits that WWF put on, or in Minneapolis. So, like, it's just him doing a little, hey. He can't help himself, can he? He can't help himself. No, he can't. Randy's arm's not broken. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make him wrestle because he's fine. Oh, God. My pasta's not got jizz in it. It's protein. <laughs> like, it, it's... 
It's it's Terry all over, isn't it? <laughs> the famous slogan for Hulk Hughes. <laughs> They've not got jizz in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to which I, I'd be the sort of person they go, people go, I don't think I want to get those. I think they've got jizz in. No, they don't. It says on the front, they've not got jizz in. <laughs> they've not got any. And Why would they write that with if the they power did? Of Hulkamania. <laughs> I. <sighs> Yeah. Why would they write that if they did have I, jizz in? Pastamania is like something that I would really like to know more about. I want somebody yeah. to get out there and write some sort of short book on it. Just the w, just wrestling themed restaurants. I'd like to know more about. I nearly those. bought a Nitro Grill menu, but it was ridiculously oh. priced by the end of the bid, and it was like over a hundred quid, and it was just like nah. But it had the the kind of leather booklet and everything, and it's like slamming ribs <laughs> and like just every. Fucking dish is named after a wrestler's All finisher. One, like, yeah. We, me, and Matthew did a breakdown of the Nitro Grill menu on an old episode of the Classic SmackDown review, and it is stuff like slamming ribs, yeah. Diamond Dallas steak, and then it's Jimmy Hart's pasta. <laughs> <laughs> they better serve Jimmy that. Hart's pasta. They better serve mm. that shit in a megaphone. <laughs> like they better come in a megaphone. With the middle bit still in it, so it's really awkward to eat. You get the fork and you're like, mmm, looks delicious. Slam your hand straight into the middle bit. Oh. They could have called it, let me tell you something, Penny. And the entire time, the entire time, there's just a recording of Jimmy Hart screeching. So the more you eat, the louder it gets. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> That's they could have called that dish... Eat your pasta, Rick Springfield. It was in Vegas as well. So, like, the, the, that had to be the trashiest. Because at, oh, yeah. at least WWE had uh, Times Square. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, is its own level of trashy. I get that. But Vegas is its own beast. Vegas is, mm. I mean, come on. I need to be there. I need to see it. I need somebody to invent time travel so I can go back and eat. <laughs> At the Nitro <laughs> Clash of the Champions card. That's taking shape right now. The Observer writes, WCW announced um, the, some changes to Clash of the Champions lineup for the 23rd of January. That's a big special coming up on TBS. Uh, seeing Brian, and Brian Pillman facing Eddie Guerrero. Lex Luger and Sting are going to team up against Bobby Eaton and Steve Regal. Mm -hmm. That'd be a fun little match. Public Enemy versus the Nasty Boys is on. Uh, more on the Public Enemy in a moment. Conan versus Psychosis. Uh, with them billing Conan as Mexican heavyweight champion. Uh, this time, Pierre Jr. was the Mexican heavyweight champion, but that's fine. <laughs> Shh, it's fine. They're also announcing a wedding between Sherry and Rob Parker. Uh, do you know why they're doing this? Has Eric said it 58 times yet? Have they said why they're doing this and why they're giving it away for free? And you're so lucky, WCW <laughs> fans. You're so lucky. Oh, my God, it's free. <laughs> He's, he labors that point quite excessively yeah, so this week. There's um, there's a point in, I can't remember which match it is. He goes into quite a lot of detail, but we'll probably miss it. So we'll talk about it now, I guess. But uh, Bischoff's bringing up the competitors and alleging that, you know, WCW's had its best year ever. But mm. unlike that other company, uh, what are they called? Titanic Sports or something, he says. <laughs> uh, they charge you for photographs with the stars, and they charge you to hold the belt, and they charge you to do all this. But as a thank you to all you loyal WCW fans, you're going to get this on TV. <laughs> so it is an interesting thing. I quite like the idea of TV specials. I love that AEW do them now. And yeah, I, I think that it's something that's severely lacking from w, uh, WWE's output currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is. It's... it's um, 
there's a lot of anger from Bischoff this particular week. Yeah. <laughs> for, for reasons that we'll t- touch upon. <laughs> Public Enemy are going to be on Clash. They were meant to be on Nitro this week, but what happened was there's a terrible snowstorm in the Northeast, yeah. and they were not able to get into uh, the area f- to do the show, so their, de- their, their debut has been postponed for the Public Enemy, but they just, are on the way just in. Just imagine Jasper there, stood <laughs> by Vince. Just like that, it's a paddling. Like, Eric's <laughs> nice and chill, Vince would just be like, can't make it in six feet of snow. That's a paddling. <laughs> they had their final match, though, for WCW at House Party 96. That was yeah. their, their swan song with them. So Public Enemy leaving on the same show uh, that Shane Douglas made a return to ECW. He's no longer the dean. He's back. Cut my fucking music. I agree that it was a stupid fucking idea. Mm. It, I I think that you know with the best intentions during his because I think it's been talked about before his hiring on a couple of podcasts from you know Pritchard types. Uh, but I'm sure it was like, oh yeah, we met him and it was all very cordial and all this stuff. And then it was just like saddled with the Dean character and it's just mm. like, oh <laughs> But, uh, you know, coming in off that promo after throwing down the NWA title, it kind of, he does more and he does very well for himself, but mm. that was kind of like the buzz was there and then it just kind of extinguished a little bit. So it, it's... Understandable why he's going back, but uh, those heights are kind of questionable as to whether they're going to be reached again. Uh, on the same show as the the public enemy say goodbye and Shane Douglas says hello again, ECW debut a young man who we've seen on the odd occasion on WCW under the name Robbie V, a Rob Van Dam. Nice. So I wonder how he gets on there. I'm yeah. Sure, sure he'll do fine. Probably be all right. <laughs> oh, and Mr. Hughes turned up on that house party as well. <laughs> Yay, Mr. Hughes. Just keeps on getting gigs. Now, before Nitro got underway, they did a little tester with the crowd. Right. According to Dave the Observer, with this particular crowd for Charleston, South Carolina, because Hogan response hasn't been perfect. I wonder why that is. <laughs> Could it be the same fucking program for over a year and a half? I'm all for long-term storytelling, but you've got to evolve it, man. You've got to evolve it. I don't... You can't just have a rotating cast of the same six people. It's... Oh, my God. Especially when they're on a stable together. (laughs) They were testing it on this particular... For this particular reason, because they were planning to do a little bit between commercial breaks of the next show. Yeah. So Thunder in Paradise follows Nitro this week. Of course. Which is Hogan's uh, basically A-team on water. Which is what leads to Hogan leaving wrestling forever, going to Hollywood and having a fantastic career, <laughs> highest grossing movie star of all time. That's exactly stop me when I'm uh, Stop me when I run out of facts. No lies detected. Yeah. <laughs> no lies detected. Um, so, they, so they did a little test of the crowd reaction because what they wanted to do is during the commercial break for Thunder in Paradise, cut back to the arena for Nitro yeah. where Hogan and Savage hype up next week's Nitro. But um, when they mentioned Hogan and Savage during the opener, where they, they, on the answer they went, it's coming up soon, you'll hear from Hulk Hogan. The crowd booed quite a bit. And they went, do you know what? We're going to park that. The, because they were nervous about people who didn't watch Nitro yeah. seeing this clip of Hogan and Savage in the ring talking with the crowd just booing vociferously. And, then, and people going, oh, Hogan's a bad guy. Because there'd be people who would have seen that not having seen Nitro before it. This is just laziness. There's, there's <laughs> an invention called ADR. And what they could do is just take the Kevin Dunn approach, pipe in a crowd going, ah, and then just have Hogan and Randy sync up their voices. Yeah. Yeah. They're lazy. 
Not yeah. putting the effort in. Furious. <laughs> so let's go to Nitro for this week. We are indeed in Charleston, South Carolina, the place where the first shots of the Civil War took place. Apparently. Oh, and Bischoff proudly announces that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're here where there was a war. That's great. Uh, if Bischoff hypes the main event, it is the Mega Powers versus the Horsemen. I'm sure it'll be fine, Sam Furrows' brow. Mongo hypes up the show and again attempts to get Heenan to slag off Raw. Heenan totally ignores it. Heenan kind of stumbles for a sec as well. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's odd to see because Heenan's, you're just used to him being such a consummate professional with things. Mm. But it's almost like somebody gets in his ear or he's just kind of rocked by what was said, but there's just kind of a bit of a pause and then he cracks back on and everything's fine. But it's just a little bit... They, they, they're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. So we've got to get used to it. But it, it, it's just... Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. Bobby Heenan refusing to insult WWF clearly upsets Bischoff and Mongo. But it's just... you Like, you got to know where your bread's buttered when you're a performer, right? You just, like... Be a dick. You know, well. if, if the companies treat you well and you don't have anything negative to say, then don't say anything negative. But they're desperate to get him to... It's like, the, it's like your mate who doesn't smoke in a friend circle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you've got a bunch of mates who smoke, and then there's one that doesn't, and there's that little, hey, come on. <laughs> Tobacco's wacko if you're a teen, by the way. Just putting that out there. Opening match tonight is Chris Benoit versus Brian Pillman. Uh, Benoit, brutal from the start. The, the, the story that's hanging on comms is that he's motivated from last week, all the horsemen blundering last week. He's versus Brian Pillman. No, sorry, versus... No, Chris Benoit with Brian Pillman versus... Alex I was about Wright. to say, I thought sorry. I got the wrong bloody episode. No, there. no, 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 Chris, you did look worried. That was fun. Sorry, it's Chris Benoit versus the Giant. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's Chris Benoit with Brian Pillman versus Alex Wright. Yeah. I promise. Uh, Benoit brutal, because he lost last week, and he got chewed out by Pillman, and then Arn Anderson turned up, and everybody fell out. So the yeah. horseman extra motivated this week. I, I wrote that Wright got his body not only handed to him, but sliced into wafer-thin layers and neatly <laughs> wrapped in wax paper. <laughs> he gets zero offense in, in the initial engagement in the match. Like It's just Benoit straight on him, just mm. straight on him like a dog. <laughs> it's insane. He's just getting chewed up. Just battered. Yeah. Eric Bischoff um, talks about Brian Pillman. Sharp, oh, sharp strikes and suplexes on Alex Wright from Benoit, as you say. Yeah. Eric Bischoff refers to Brian Pillman at ringside as a loose cannon, which may be the first time he was referred to as a loose cannon. And then they allude to the fact that he might leave. They did, because yeah. they were suggesting that, you know what, he, yeah, they, they, were, they were very suggestive of his future. And then um, he says that Benoit has a chin. Chris Benoit has a chin like a 63 Chevy. It's a line that hasn't stuck as well as loose cannon. <laughs> Proves that you can't you, you can't hit a home run every time. Like a '63 Chevy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think Canadian Crippler worked better. It was shorter. Yeah, much and much less car niche. Alex Wright does fire up. He gets a lovely crossbody block. Hits a catapult. Gets a baseball slide in. Big diving crossbody from Wright as well. That looked mwah, that looked great. Uh, Bischoff takes a shot at WWF and it begins here. Of course. Titanic wrestling, as you said earlier, as you alluded to earlier. Laughing about how they're charging fans to have a picture with the belt and then charging more for events, as you alluded to earlier. Just a way to make money, Eric, you fucking idiot. Exactly. (laughs) The reason reason they're needling this so much. But he knows that it's a good way to make money. The whole thing is that this is a thank you to the WCW audience, and it's something that the other side would never do. Yeah. And that's why it's an ultimate middle finger. Because it comes at a cut. To the, New York, right? The timing is dead perfect because 
the same time that WCW are putting on this pay-per-view caliber free yeah. event, the WWF have announced the price of the Rumble going up five dollars, twenty-five dollars to thirty. Uh, so that's and it's and actually what Dave what what Eric says about the um, the belt taking pictures with the belt is true yeah. to an extent because the Observer said that WWE started doing the Polaroid gimmick at house shows over the weekend, charging fans ten dollars for a picture with them with Bret Hart and the belt. Just sort of becomes standard when you go to conventions and stuff. Yeah, it? so it's just it's kind of what you do. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Bischoff, I think, is enjoying just yeah, needling, needling them away, this way. Because yeah. they've, yeah, fair is fair. Raw have just been he, look, on he, it with these billionaire Ted's kids. Yeah, he can, he can, he surely, of course, knows. Like, there's so much money to be made in that. But there, there's so much more, I guess, fan favor to win with, hey, we're giving you this for free. Mm-hmm. Then he can just play it and be like, why are they doing this? And, you know, asking all the questions people at home are asking. Yeah, exactly. Excellent back and forth, eventually. That is won by Benoit with a dragon suplex after Pillman played distraction. Uh, Pillman gets into the ring, rips off his shirt, and then taunts Alex Wright with the horseman sign. Bischoff hints that Pillman may not be in WCW much longer with that attitude. Mm. I respect you, Booker man. You got it wrong, though, because actually Pillman on the outside steals a few slices of Alex Wright's ham ass. <laughs> Starts waving at him. <laughs> no, uh, it, 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 look, ultimately, the, the way Pillman leaves is, is it's so tied into this sort of mindset. It's fantastic. So it, it, it works. I, I, you know, Pillman as this aggressive, wild personality in the usual cool and composed horseman works. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I think that Alex Wright eventually got on his feet long enough to start looking a bit more like a threat, going toe-to-toe with Benoit for quite a bit of the end of the match. So it's done him some favors there. Pillman looks as wild as ever. Benoit looks as tough as ever. It's done its job. And it's the horseman getting back into winning ways. Yeah. Uh, which hopefully will continue. But right now, another almost immediately into another match, it's Eddie Guerrero taking on Stephen Regal. Yeah. What a gift this is. Fantastic match. Yeah, technical lot of, wrestling shenanigans. A lot of technical, a lot, uh, lot of just sort of pace changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good Matt game, as you'd expect. There's not really much else to write home about. It's just a great little match. Yeah. Um, we see uh, Regal going, attempting a butterfly suplex, Eddie turning it into a head scissors and a hurricane rana. Uh, Regal slowing the match down with a thumb in the eye. He he survives. Eddie pushes back. He survives quite a lot of heavy strikes. Yeah. Hits a, and a lovely reverse suplex, by the way. Uh, end of the match comes when Regal goes for a European uppercut and Eddie turns it into a backslide. The crowd go wild for the Eddie win. And Regal is livid. And like he's ro- as Eddie's rolling out of the ring, Regal's putting some boots to him. Yeah. Like annoyed that Eddie picked up the win. Yeah, because it's quite a shock roll-up victory for a match of that kind of pace. So mm. it, it did, you know, it was really good, really, really solid shock win there for him. I think Regal on the uh, straight down the the camera screams, "No nobility! That's what makes this country second class to mine." Yeah, nice bit of Regal shouting. The one thing as well is during the match they they're like, "Oh, uh, Stephen Regal, he's like well known for staying on top of all of the new stars as well as watching tape. He knows a lot about history of the sport and." Uh, it's all just kind of funny when you, it's like, hey, he eventually becomes like the scout in wrestling. Yeah. Like, the guy. So, Have you heard the Gentleman Villain podcast yet? No. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a ride. 
It is like Regal has lit, has had so much hell of a life. Yeah, a hell he's been of a through life. a lot. Yeah, he's been through the ringer, and it's all of these dark stories mm. that kind of come out of nowhere that he opens up about and shares about, but interspersed with Spike Milligan gags. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great, and he'll just drop some stuff, and I go, "That's from the Goon Show." I'm a big <laughs> fan of that. And uh, and and, uh, and Matt Coon, who's hosting it, confused by some of the stuff that because he, he's he's rattling them off so quickly. Yeah, and uh, he, he just leaves everything very confused. It's it's a lovely listen. It's a very heavy <laughs> listen at times. I'll have to check it but out. But then the but then the the Milligan jokes just spice it up a little bit during the show as well as as well as Bischoff talking about or the commentary team talking about how Regal's on it with other with, with other wrestlers and new people like he's always scouting. Yeah. There is more digs to the dub dub f. Uh, Bischoff binning off the Royal Fumble, hyping up Nitro and Clash of the Champions this month that are free. Damn it, they're free. We won't charge you for anything. Here, you even have some free Hogan merch. Just wave it on the telly. Invent a better gimmick match. <laughs> exactly. We get three We get three storied cage eventually. Mm-hmm. We get set staying on fire. <laughs> Poles. Forklift. <laughs> War Games is great, obviously, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't really say that's their invention. It's an NWA Dusty Rose yeah. <clears throat> cut. Um, I think I think Royal Rumble is probably one of the greatest matches of possibly all time. the greatest match stipulation of all yeah. time. <laughs> you can't <laughs> just run it down a bit. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, that that and I mean I mean, would you say Hell in a Cell is in there as well? It was until I saw it five million times a year. When the Hell in a Cell means nothing, and the, the history of it's kind of diminished a bit i feel by you know the 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 more times we see it i hate that it's its own pay-per-view i think that it should be saved maybe we see it once a year maybe we don't see it for five years Mm. i'd like that for hell in a cell we already have elimination chamber as a pay-per-view it's a big cage why not why Mm. have we got to still have hell hell in a cell i yeah yeah let the match go away for a bit bring back the silver cage and we'll pretend all this red monstrosity didn't happen (laughs) and then put taker and foley back in there and we'll do a legends night Ah, they recreate the match step by step, including <laughs> the throw. There's no wires involved. Like a comedian, like a comedian just it's doing just their greatest wha- hits. <laughs> yeah, like Masters football. <laughs> yeah. It's like normal football, but a bit it's slower. It's that, that pace. Yeah, it's a bit slower and much more respectful. Slow. Yeah. Well, Rumble, I think. Until the cage toss. <laughs> <laughs> but I love. I like that WCW. Like they try to beat the Rumble by going, "Okay, how about three rings?" And ninety guys or sixty and, guys. Yeah, and that like, passed that passed every single sensor without anybody going. Hold on, how the fuck do you film this? <laughs> I reckon as soon as it started and they started filming it, somebody uh, went, "Oh, we didn't think this through." No, of course they didn't. <laughs> as we spoke about before, oh, look how many no. expensive floor seats were taken out of the venue. <laughs> I, just what a monstrosity! Terrible idea. We'll just make it bigger. We'll put more rings in and more people. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, the game was heading for extra time. I just have to get the big fella off the bench. Could this be their last chance now? In it comes. Monsters of the Mambos! He scored! The Honey Monster scored in the last minute! He's in the money! It's the Honey! Great goal, Honey Monster! That's football, Kev. Sugar puffs are delicious light puffs of wheat dressed in little honey jackets. That's the bowl. Now for the cup. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> he turns! He lifts the cup! And Wembley goes! Monster Man! Mean Gene Oakland is, is gets out of his sleeping bag on the ramp, which is where he lives when the cameras aren't on, and he has a lovely chat with Lex Luger and Sting. Yeah. They live there sometimes too. Uh, mean Gene says, these are the stalwarts of WCW, unlike the new generation who, well, let's just say they're very close to collecting social security. Now, this is another dig at WWF. Yeah, of Take a take a shot every time. My favorite part of that is the uh, you've got Lex Luger there, mate. Hasn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he just showing up? So I yeah, it's it's expected. It's the, gonna get a lot worse before it gets quiet. Oh, it's gonna get because it gets suspiciously quiet eventually, and then mm-hmm. it's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Mean Gene, uh, the pop this week comes from, I believe this is the week that they do the Rumble announcements, and it's yeah. the week they announce uh, uh, Takao Omori and Doug Gilbert for the Rumble. Okay. Uh, already they've announced Dory Funk Jr. and Jake Roberts for the Rumble, so yeah. I can kind of see where they're going, yeah, I guess. You know, the new generation, Dory Funk Jr. And that's not a dig <laughs> on Dory Funk Jr. But I'm like, all right. <laughs> Tom is a widely known Dory Funk Jr. hater. <laughs> I oh don't I uh, don't bring up my uh, my message board. We yeah. hate Dory Funk Jr. We hate Dory Funk Jr. You've got one for Stan Hansen as well. <laughs> You've got one for Steve Austin, The Rock. What I, is it with you, Tom? I just think Stan Hansen is not a very nice person. <laughs> and Your he words? chews really loudly. Your words? He feeds burgers to swans. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> <laughs> they float better. <laughs> Uh, mean Gene is, quote, getting ready to exhale. It's a Whitney reference. <laughs> With some questions. There's, there he is. With some questions to answer ahead of the clash, not the band. Luger wants to answer them, but in the back. Luger says, can we answer these questions in the back? Because that's typical stupid fucking Luger. No, why should they be on the fucking ramp? This is every <laughs> single time Sting has a match. They wheel him out on the ramp beforehand, ruin his pop, and then out he comes again to, yeah, still a big pop. But why would you wheel him out in front of the audience to then make him step back behind a curtain to wait for somebody else to come out to then come back the fuck out. It should be done backstage. What happened to doing fake locker room interviews? I liked them. I yeah. don't know if it's a case of keeping the, the live crowd interested. It's a case of laziness, Tom. <laughs> it's all laziness. Laziness. They want a set. That's what they need. 
<laughs> Big screens people can see it on. They're just too lazy. <laughs> um, Lucas says, can we answer these questions in the back? And Sting's like, no, we'll answer them here. And he has a question for Luger about the triangle match at fucking Stargate. <laughs> so for those stop of you that don't remember. You, stop me if you think that you've heard this one before. Oh, God. Luger. Right. We, we get stills and chills of Sting stopping Luger meeting the 10 count in the triangle match and losing the match. Luger stopping Sting. Luger stopping Sting, yeah. sorry. So Luger grabs Sting's leg so he can't get into the ring after 10 yeah. seconds. So he loses. Um, Luger, and Sting's like, explain yourself, mate. You cost me the match, you dickhead. Luger says he injured his knee before the match, reached out for Sting's help, and that's because why we're he friends, did buddy, it. we're friends, buddy. We're friends, and I just want <laughs> you to help me up. And for fuck's sake, look, Steve, he's a shy ass. He's Lex Luger. We know he's a shy ass. You know he's a shy ass. It's been 600 friggin' attempts <laughs> at you not registering the fact that he's a shite ass. This has been happening on the weekly for, what, a year now? A year, a year now. now? A year? <laughs> a friggin' year? Like, come on, man. How can you just... Oh, he's perennial babyface. Everybody's lovely. He's screwing you over, Sting. Mm -hmm. Sting says... Um, no simpy for Sting. <laughs> no sim, no simpy, because Sting's a, Sting falls with this all the time. Yeah. Luger wants Sting to prove himself... As a tag team at Clash of the Champions. Luke, so Luger's kind of like, I don't want to, you know what? We're mates and we've got to establish ourselves. Why, as did, tag why team. did he cost me that match? Don't worry about it. Let's be a tag Let's team. A tag well, team. all right, says Sting. That sounds good to me. <laughs> he does say that. And I go to the back, give it two seconds, and out I come again. <laughs> Sting says they would make a solid tag team and they officially form a team. And I've put, they were apparently unofficial before, but now they're Facebook official. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were before. They were just dating before, I guess. They were just screwing around. Just screwing around. Yeah. Just fucking around and finding out. Um, <laughs> they're facing the blue bloods at the clash. So come on. Sting in action shortly. Do that thing, Sting, where you walk towards the back and then loop around. <laughs> No, no, he's got to wait for DDP to make his awkward entrance oh, to a course. terrible cover of Rock and Roll Part 2 first. <laughs> which just... <sighs> right. Before we even get to that, there's a little advert for WCW Saturday Night. Right. And Tom, they, we don't watch Saturday Night. It doesn't no, exist. it doesn't. But And then, I mean, okay, I want to know why in the parallel dimension, WCW Saturday Night, the big focus of this week is a special interview with Mike Dipka, uh, who is the, the, the former coach of Mongo McMichael. And, and it's an interview where Mike Dipka just talks about Mongo a lot. And says, you, oh, you've answered your own question. But then I just don't see what it, to what end. To, to make Mongo look tough. <laughs> but he's the commentator! It's just... For now. Oh, so we're building to his thingy, aren't we? I'm then? sure. Hasn't Mongo already wrestled? And then he goes commentary, and then he goes back to wrestling The for a only bit? wrestling he did was... He managed, did he manage Kevin Green for a bit? No, not yet. That hasn't no. happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. No. The only wrestling stuff he's done so far is was WrestleMania 11. Oh, then yeah. We, we're, gearing up for, we're gearing up for uh, Mongo McMichael Horseman. I still stand by the fact that the main event of WrestleMania 11 should have been Bam Bam Bigelow versus Mongo. I think Mongo has more charisma than Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, I'm sure he does, but I'm sure Lawrence Taylor might actually just be maybe about 10 million times more famous in America. Really? Yeah, Mongo, I wouldn't say was... Is that how that worked then? Was that because Lawrence Is Taylor... Is that how his... that worked? It's wrestling, Tom. It's promotion. Uh, we've got Mike Tyson, or we've got <laughs> Prince Nazim Hammond. Who do you want? Prince Nazim. Uh, yeah, we'll take Prince Nazim <laughs> in 2022. Yeah, let's do that. 
Jesus. Anybody, keep Tom away from your books. <laughs> keep him away from your books. Put me on the team. <laughs> Get me on the team, coach. How about we just bring in a background character who is in one episode of Only Fools and Horses? Fuck yeah. Because who the fuck knows who Simon <laughs> Cowell is? I... <laughs> All I'd, right, I'd, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I personally would love to see Mickey Pierce as a general manager for a British Mickey's wrestling not a background character. Mickey Pierce is. Mickey's an ancillary character. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who was just sat at the bar having a smoke. <laughs> Versus like an Amanda Holden. <laughs> you, um, you're, you're not arguing your point. Name value. Oh, fine. Name value equals draw. Fine. <laughs> the guy at the bar. Um... Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting taking place here. Uh, commentary put over how rotten 1995 was for DDP. He lost his title, his valet, and his money in quick order to Johnny B. Bad. I've got Simpy for DDP. Simpy for P. Yeah. Because he's yeah he's been dealt he's some bad the ringer, Yeah. He's chomping a cigar to start the match, which I really like as an aesthetic. Yeah, I, I love when he did that. Who was the other wrestler that was chomping a cigar while wrestling? I'm sure there was another. Was it Johnny the Bull for a bit? Uh, didn't Brooklyn Brawler do it from time Maybe to time? Maybe Brooklyn Brawler, I'm thinking of. Johnny the Bull rings a bell, but it's been done like several times, but DDP was always the coolest because it came out usually straight away. Mm. Yeah, because he was chomping for a bit and then he rubbed it in Sting's face. No simpy. No simpy for Sting, but lots of simpy for Paige. DDP dominates from the off because of that cigar shot. No simpy. Sting eventually powers out of a face lock. No simpy still? Page, we're checking the simpometer as we go. Page gives him a run for his money, but the end comes when Sting counters a backdrop and a kick with the Scorpion Deathlock for a tap out. Fucking bullshit. All the simpy. Bullshit. No simpy for you, Sting. <laughs> go and get go and get tricked by Luger again. Go on, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dare you. Go. What are you going to do? Do it, because I know you are. <laughs> and then you're going to act all surprised and shocked when it turns out Luger's not on your side, and then two weeks later, is your mate again? <laughs> Clash of the Champions. It's like we've seen this story six times already. It's, we're stuck in this weird sort of time Why loop. Why are people booing wrestling at the moment? <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. Clash of the Champions is live from Caesar's Palace. Yeah, well, WWE only runs it for pay-per-view mm. that time. Probably ran it later, but yeah. <laughs> they, they, run it, they run it on normal telly. Yeah. A free show at the time of the Rumble. Good bit of PR, yeah. as we say. They better do it in the car park with the Roman theme. Oh. If they don't, then I'm writing an angry letter to Turner Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Nick Khan worked as an usher at that show? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Soon to be Thanos of the WWE. Vince Nick passed him in the hallway and he just went, one day. <laughs> that was it. Handed him an infinity stone. <laughs> Start your collection. Uh, the main event is already here. What a joy. And it's the Mega Powers versus the Horsemen. Now, can we just talk about the Horsemen's entrance? So out come the Horsemen to mm. Flair's music, of course. Uh, and then American Made Hits. And the first thing we see is a ho an aisleway full of pictures of Hogan being projected onto the floor, flashing. And then Randy Bobandy comes out first, doing his whole, yeah, I'm not Hulk Hogan, but this is his music, uh, doing his Macho Man stuff. Uh, and then, just as it looks like he's going to get to when Hogan finally emerges, just as it looks like he's finally going to get something and be able to step on Hogan's face as he walks down the aisleway, because let's not forget, Hulk Hogan caused this entire cluster fuck himself. Mm -hmm. um, 
they they turn the lights off so that Randy can't even step on Hogan's face. I find that to be <laughs> awful. There was additional <laughs> there was an additional diss to Savage on commentary before the match started, where Eric Bischoff was running down the match, and he said, "You've got the former world champion Hulk Hogan teaming with Randy Savage to face Arn Anderson and the current world champion Ric Flair." Now, Savage lost the belt to Flair. Yes. Savage had the Savage belt Savage is the former for... champion. Yeah. Hogan is a former champion. Yeah. But no, the former champion, Hogan. Oh, and Savage. Some and... scutter called Savage. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got a busted arm. It, it's just... I it's, feel it's for... Sim simpy for Savage. Simpy for Savage. No simpy for Sting. No simpy for no Hogan. No simpy for Sting. <laughs> Uh, Savage and Hogan out together, as you say, in Hogan's colors with Hogan's music. Hogan's colors as well. Yeah, which fine. You know, they've done mega powers before. Um, Arn Anderson apparently had to go through a metal detector and get strip searched before the match. Oh, he was he covered in metal. <laughs> he was like Prince Albert last time we saw him. <laughs> oh, you've taken my brass knuckles away. Well, don't worry. I've got a red sellotape to my back. <laughs> But Bobby Eden says, hey, sometimes you have to do these things. Like a really insipid comment. <laughs> oh, get your knob out. It's just, it's just <laughs> how it is. You know? uh, after Savage and Hogan make their entrance and after Flair and Anderson make their entrance, Hogan and Flair start. Hogan got them both on the bounce early on. You see, he slams Flair. Hogan and Flair don't start. They do? They don't. Randy starts. Hogan pats him on the back and says, get in there with your bad arm. Oh. Oh, I thought Hogan started. No, Randy gets in there first, as far as I saw. Okay, well, either With way. With arm. Hogan just kind of goes like, uh, you get in there arm. and take the abuse, I'll get the win. Uh, See you later. That is, in general, the story of the match, is that it's Savage that takes all the heat. Yeah. And then it's Hogan that comes in to save the day. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. Mm. At one point, he hoists, like, Flair and Arn retreat to the outside of the ring. Hogan stands on the rope outside and does the childish hand in front of the nose thing to Flair and Arn. Yeah. No wonder people fucking hate him. They were booing that. They were booing it's that. Just, <laughs> I, he's been consistently in this position since he arrived and for, what, 15 years before that? Just why are people booing him send him away send him away for a year just anywhere send him to japan for six months and give him a tv show when he gets back anything just get him the fuck off the telly if you take him away then you can do the shock return and people might actually cheer him if it's a dire enough situation but hogan is is always concerned about the fact that when he's not there if the show does well then it'll be obvious that they don't need him that's, been, that's a big part of Hogan. At which point you can walk back to Vince and Vince treats it like a boon anyway and he probably gets booked slightly better even though he'll still be in the same position wrestling largely the same stars because they would all jump across with him again. There's no way Brutus is going to last a WCW without Hogan. That's very true. That yeah. would have been a very different timeline if that had been what had gone down. <laughs> Imagine the Zodiac in <laughs> WWF. <laughs> As a top baby, as a top baby face as well. Oh my god! Savage gets tagged in, drops an axe handle to the floor, uh, and in the ring on and he gets one on Anderson as well. Flair runs in, attacks Savage to finally give the Horsemen another advantage over Savage because they've had enough of them already. Savage stops Flair going off the top rope as he does. He and Hogan put Flair and Anderson in figure fours in the center of the ring. Are they going to tap at the same? No, they're not. No, they don't, because Flair yeah. pokes Savage in the eye and Arn lands a DDT for it. A lovely DDT, by the yeah. way. Little poke in the eye and Arn just, oh my God. Arn is just like, like, like this sudden. Technical joy. He's technical joy. Technical joy. He's Arn Anderson. He's an Arn Anderson match. 
Uh, we come back from break. Arn and Flair have continued to beat on Randy Bobandi. Flair's great at being sneaky. This match is a reminder of that. Randy counters a figure four with a small package. He gets a series of near falls and eventually uh, holds onto the rope to counter an arm DDT, which is a, my favorite counter for a DDT, when instead of going down, you hold the rope so the other guy just goes down without you. And he goes, oh, yeah. oh silly boy. Um, didn't get the pop that I'd hoped I'd put here. He hot tags to Hogan. Hulk fights everybody. And then the unthinkable happens. Out comes the tunnel of shite. <laughs> not even. Oh, we're not even at that bit yet. Oh wow! The, there's an, there's an the unthinkable here, right? Is Arn Anderson getting into the ring? He hits Hogan with a spinebuster. Oh yeah, the greatest spinebuster on the planet. Chef's kiss. Arn Anderson spinebuster. I thought you meant that specific one. I was about to be like, whoa, 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 no, no, whoa, no, no, no. But he, no, that he, requires a tier list. No, no, he lands the spine. Like yeah. he's, his spinebuster. He, is... he hits Hogan with a picture perfect spinebuster. Hogan, whoop, straight, straight up. up, nothing from the crowd. Nope. I don't know whether they were hoping for a big pop. They got nothing. He could have at least realized and then collapsed forward. Mm. Kyle O'Reilly style. Yeah. Like, I, I, but he wouldn't do it, would it? Because no. it'd make him look weak. He then fires up, hits the leg drop. Now yeah. the crowd are making noise. They're booing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ref counts the three. And as they're counting the three, here comes the tunnel, the tunnel of, of shite. shite. The giant and the soap. At that point, I just stopped watching. Did you? I, I, you just, I left it on, and I just kind of watched oh. and stopped taking notes. So you missed the bit where Brian Pillman wins the world title? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, you look at it. It's going to change very drastically in six months, as we yeah. know. But, like, business is on its ass across the board. Wrestling's not what it used to be, and you're out there peddling the same storyline for a year. There is a, a... How were the Dungeon of Doom still a thing? Oh, yeah, it's madness. How? It's madness. How are they still interfering with stuff? How hasn't the giant broken off? So, like, how? How? How is Ed Leslie still getting paid to run down, stand around, look confused, and go to the back? Like, you wonder why people are booing? You wonder why people are sick of this? <laughs> Hogan's on TV all the time, never loses. When he does lose or gets screwed out of something, he has to somehow inject himself into it to get the title back as quick as possible. It's a thing that's so transparent that it probably transcended kayfabe. And then the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> and often not even all the members, just a few of to them. Whoever's around that night. Yeah, they just come down. Sullivan will have a bit of a tussle and they go to the back. And then next week, they'll get interviewed by me and Gene halfway up the ramp. And it'll be like, why'd you do that? It's like, well, you've got to watch out, Hogan. And you've got to watch out, Flair. And you've got to watch out, Arn and Randy. And they'll just have a very non-specific goal. And they'll go after anybody that's near the top because they're the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> what are their motivations? There Where's is... King Curtis? <laughs> What's happened? He's having a lie down in an ice block. What? What, what are they even do? What, what is their motivation now, though? To end Hulkamon! <laughs> Sullivan, my But it's own. like you've had how many runs at ending Hulkamania now? And They're like really shit He-Man villains, if aren't they? If the giant <laughs> can't get it done, you need somebody bigger. No. Like, I, I, what? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> this is, so there's a slight wrinkle to how this ends, which is a similar wrinkle to last week. Giant hits, um, hits the ring, chokeslams Hogan and Savage. Just so they can choose both of them next mm -hmm. time. Uh, Giant's going to do more damage. Zodiac gets into the ring and stops him, going, no, no. 
No more. And then his fingers just start making scissor shapes. <laughs> he starts peeling the mask off to reveal his metal face. And it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And everybody's shocked. Nobody cares. <laughs> I, well, commentators still questioning why as they as the show <laughs> goes off the air with Hogan and Savage having a lovely lie down. Why? Everybody why knows it's Brutus. I oh my. look at his face. That, there's no amount. You'd have to put a mask on it. There's no amount of makeup that will cover the fact it's Ed Leslie. Get used to it though. From the Observer this week, Hulk Hogan wants Ed Leslie back as a babyface ah! with a new push. With the argument that Eric got his friend DDP into a good spot, so why can't he get my friend into a good spot? Oh <laughs> Forgetting, God. of course, that Paige has been given a chance against a lot of people's wishes. That and Paige has come into the business older and therefore needs to be pushed faster in order to make the most money out of him while he can still move and go <laughs> in the ring. But instead it's, well, you've got your friend a job. Oh. Why won't you give my friend a job? Well, it's your business, Eric, but, you know, I just make all this money for you. You could at least make Ed a face. <laughs> He's uh, such a good wrestler. He loves me. <laughs> you should see wrestler. him running around. He loves you me. You should see him running around my poolside area, right? <laughs> He runs around my poolside area in some yellow wife. That euphemism. And he's got this he's got this feather bow on and he does the best Hulk Hogan impression ever. I think we could bring him in when I'm not bothered about wrestling. I still get the paycheck, but Ed gets to be Hulk Hogan for We the make night. the camera blurry so no one can quite tell. Oh, uh, the Observer writes People left the arena Imagine after... Imagine having the power of Hulk Hogan. In brother, this brother, brother. <laughs> Imagine having the political power backstage to just be like, yeah, I want that. I want all my mates yeah, to work here. Yeah, I want here. this. Yeah, Pastamania, you're going to push it. Yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, like... The idea that you can just ask... Do you know what? Isn't it funny how the world changes? Like, when Hogan was at his most... Um, politically powerful. Yeah. It was like, I want to be on every week. I want to be on every poster. I'll be on every billboard. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want them. I want them. I want them. Roman Reigns, at his most politically powerful, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go home. I, I See it a bit. I think times have changed quite drastically, obviously, because, uh, you know, a lot of people are taking the acting route very seriously. Mm -hmm. We don't have the the whole, you know, guns, drugs, and knives culture in the locker room anymore that we <laughs> boring, know Boring, isn't it? Uh, like Undertaker said, it's very boring now. They, and they all just play, play PlayStation and stuff and eat healthy. <laughs> uh, but I think it, I kind of I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, Hulk, the more you appear, the less special you are. Like, that's the fundamental thing here. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to be this living God, right? You're yeah. Hulk Hogan. Say your prayers, drink your milk, eat your vitamins. Like, you appear on pay-per-views, make appearances on shows. You don't need to be wrestling on every show. You should still wrestle on some of the TV shows because people want to see it but never so much that it's giving away loads of stuff and it should be varied programs so that it's not just the dungeon of fucking <laughs> over and over again. Dave Meltzer is all of us here. People left the arena really mad because Flair does the exact same spots with Hogan every time, time in and time out. And when you see it three or four weeks, Oh, three out of four weeks, overexposure doesn't even begin to describe this it, is as the you problem. said. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if the crowd were getting off on it, which they don't, or if the wrestling was stiff, so there's believability, which it's anything but. It just gets sloppier, slower, and more transparent by the week. Yep. 
And that's Dave Meltzer's and that's summa- summarization. Dave Meltzer's summarization of a man whose finish is uh, a leg lock and needs no introduction in terms of his uh, prowess and, and fame in the South. Uh, and a man whose finish is a standing leg drop. How can you make that? What do you want Hogan to hit a 450? <laughs> you imagine? Just uh, Ultimately, with the heel shift. We get that new Hulk Hogan, and that's what we've we've needed. We've needed that rebrand. We've needed something new from him because ultimately, it doesn't matter if it's your favorite song. Like it, that's probably a very good example. If you hear a song you love, like for the first time you hear it, and it's on like comes on a Spotify mix or whatever, and you just go back to the start and you mm. listen to it again and again and again. And again, you're going to have too much of a good thing. And it will not be the same as it was when you first listened to it. But if you use it and listen to it sparingly and less than, you know, just caning it and caning it and caning it, then you're excited to hear it again. And it's just sort of, we've had, what, 1983, four was when Hogan came in. And ever since then, it was essentially the same old character. You know, there's the initial period where up to Mania 1 where it's not quite red, yellow, and, you know, all of the the Hulkamania with all the dressing. But he's largely been the same character from the get-go. And so he's not changed. There's nothing new. What's the point? You know he's going to win. You know this is going to happen. You know if he loses, it's going to be a screwy finish. Crowd needs change. Yeah. And we'll see where the change comes in next week, but I'm not optimistic. No, (laughs) no. Next week we've got, what was it? Um, We have a program with uh, halfway through we're gonna see um mean gene on the ramp with the dungeon <laughs> of doom we're probably gonna see benoit versus wonderkind and regal versus guerrero again or benoit <laughs> versus regal and wonderkind versus guerrero or guerrero versus bent it, it, it'll go one of these ways uh and then eventually yeah you'll get hogan out at the end and it probably will be a quick match followed by gene in the ring going oh my god what happened there <laughs> for the next six months yeah there's a woman <laughs> with a cane. <laughs> I, it's, it's fascinating to look back at this time because this is like, this is the calm before the storm, but it's not mm. really calm. Everything's sinking into the fucking dirt and everybody's going, ah! <laughs> this, is the clam, then, this is the clam before the storm. And then, then the NWO just goes, and just blows the entire you know pool out. That's it. Mm. But we'll continue to paddle until we get there. Um, next week, we're back for another one. <laughs> if you, I, th- I think we are. It depends on this. I, Sam might take another week. I off. might just not watch and see how much I can guess happens next. Do you know what? That might be a fun <laughs> exercise. That might be a fun exercise that we can do, and it saves you having to watch it. Yeah. No, it's never. It's only forty minutes. It's only, yeah. I mean, Class, it, isn't it? the 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 one good thing out of it is it's quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quick watch until they want thunder. Until they want thunder. <laughs> and then the thunder is brought. Uh, I can't this... wait till we get the halfway fireworks as well. Oh, especially when they go off during a match. Yeah. That's the dream, that is. Brilliant. Uh, this is going out. This is a Thursday you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. So um, are we streaming tonight? Uh, yeah. I don't On know what Thursday? yet. Yeah, I've no idea what. Yeah, six, what yeah. thir- Sam Driver Day is Thursday. Maybe more Peggle? I don't know. Peggle's, now, Peggle's the sort of buster move type it's game, like yeah, it? it's like Plinko meets pinball. Nice. You kind of aim where the ball's gonna go, and you've got to hit all the orange pegs, but there's blue pegs as well. So if you take care of all of them, mega score. 
Oh, there you go. So we could potentially be taking care of our pegs tonight on twitch.tv forward slash Coldaholic. Thank you for getting us over 30,000 followers on there, by the way. That's yeah, it's lovely. insane. Appreciate you. Mm. Thanks for coming by and saying hi. Until we're next back together, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Mongo for main event. Sharp. It's my best idea. <laughs> Love you, bye. Mongo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.